Welcome to Everything But The Kitchen Dank, the podcast where we discuss all things pickleball with your hosts, Rob and Andy. Welcome back to Everything But The Kitchen Dink. We have a very special guest with us today. Yeah, welcome back, everybody. All the way from the other side of the pond, we have Zoe Jeffrey. Zoe is customer, manager, and tennis professional, works at Topspin Pro, which we have in the background here, if anyone can see our video. So we're going to get into it, Zoe. Welcome to the show, first of all. First of all, it's it's our 50th episode, so congratulations on being on our 50th episode. It's a great honour. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And thanks for getting up at eight in the morning there. Yeah, exactly. I wouldn't get up at eight o'clock in the morning for us. <laughs> so, you had a little longer to wake up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and we still look like this. <laughs> so, you're in, you're in California. Can you, you know, do you want to give us some background to yourself? You, you're I English, definitely. aren't you? I am. I'm originally from Harrogate, if anyone's heard of that. Not far from here. Yorkshire. Yeah, I've been living in California for seven years this time round. Like over the last 20 years or so, I've worked on and off in the States, teaching tennis and what have you. So this time I moved over and got married to my wife, who's an American. And since then we lived in LA. I taught tennis in LA and then Kind of post-COVID, we made the move out to Indian Wells. Wow. If you've heard of that. Which I have, is yes. A big tennis event, which is coming up in March, and it's a huge tennis and pickleball place. So it's like pickleball heaven, especially from for anyone from the UK, because you can just play all year round in yeah. beautiful sunshine. Amazing. Most clubs have got 20-plus court, so it's... Well, that, yeah. that, that's great, because yeah. we're in pickleball hell. Yeah. The hardest thing with uh, pickleball UK is obviously there's the weather component. The time you need to either play indoors because it's too wet or windy to play outside, but then also there's very few facilities that are set up for pickleball. So whenever I speak to my fellow pickleballers in the UK and ask them how often they're playing, like, well, I can only play once a week because yeah. that's all that's available. So it's tough. Yeah, it's, it's really difficult for us. We've had this conversation many a time about getting courts and court availability and the weather. And so, yeah, it'd be lovely to um, yeah. come and live over there at some point. <laughs> well, let's let's go all the way back to the beginning for you to where it started with racket sports, yeah. your passwords, your mother's maiden name, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> well, my racket sport history, um, I actually got into tennis by chance because one of my friends at school played tennis at the local club up the road from where I lived. And she was playing what was kind of back in the day, like SpongeBob short tennis, which was kind of the version of junior tennis back then. I kind of had hit around with her and a couple of friends and thought, oh, this is fun. So I kind of begged my mom. I was 10 or 11, just signed me up for the local club so I could go join in with some of the junior group lessons and stuff. And then the rest is history. That was it. I was addicted and, uh, you know, played tennis all the way through high school and played at university. In fact, my degree is tennis related. We did sports science with professional tennis coaching. Wow. Which was, which was linked with the PTR, who also obviously PPR. 
and 40% of our degree was tennis specific. So that was pretty fun. So that's really how I got into kind of coaching on the tennis side. And then in terms of pickleball, I got into that, you know, by chance as well during COVID. I never even really heard of pickleball until around 2019 when one of my fellow tennis coaches in West Hollywood where I was working came up to me and he said, have you heard of this pickleball game that everybody's talking about? And I hadn't. And then during COVID, when things were kind of shut down and I actually had a shoulder injury because I'd been teaching so much that my shoulder just gave in tennis, obviously. So I decided to just give pickleball a go because it would be easier for my shoulder uh, and just try it out. And uh, I was quickly addicted. So it was love at first sight, love at first play. A couple of times and then had maybe a year or so break before we actually, during COVID, Los Angeles was slightly crazy, as I'm sure it was in parts of the UK. And we also had uh, the riots that were happening too. So we actually decided to take a sabbatical and we moved up to a place called Monterey, which is maybe like 300 miles north of uh, Los Angeles. That's when I was not actually playing tennis because I had a shoulder injury. So that's when I decided to test some pickleball at the local club and see if it would be good for me to kind of keep my eye on for tennis. And I really enjoyed it. And then when I came back to L.A., the club where I was working in Beverly Hills, I think we had about 36 tennis coaches and nobody had really tried pickleball. And the director of tennis kind of agreed with me that we needed to have a pickleball program because it was exploding. So I agreed to set up a pickleball program. So I actually started teaching pickleball as the director of pickleball in Beverly Hills before I really, really played. So in terms of my own playing, I've only been really playing just over a year to a year and a half. So level... For like three years. <laughs> what level are you at then? I've just started playing five O tournaments over here, and I'm loving it. Like the hard thing for me is, US is so vast, it's hard to travel to tournaments, so it's difficult to kind of fit in, you know, between the work week and things. It's, you know, most of the tournaments are out by the beaches, so it's about a three-hour drive each way. So I'm trying to schedule in and put together my tournament schedule for this year so that I can really just spend more time on court and uh, improve my rating. So how often are you actually playing pickleball and tennis in a week? Varies. I've had weeks where I can play six days a week. And then like this last week, I've only played, I'm going to play today and tomorrow. Yeah. But the ultimate would be, you know, five, six days a week. And it's not accessible out here. It's just, you know... Most of the people I play with play every day or sometimes twice a day. Really? Wow. That's incredible. So I, don't mean, I don't think my knees would take playing every day, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> so how quickly did you develop? Obviously, when, when you, you said you started coaching before you really were good enough or, or you knew the game fully, how long did it take yeah. to get up to? What, what was your journey like to 5.0? Um, I would say I kind of started at, I started at 4-0 in the club where I joined when we moved out here, and that was the first time I really played properly. Obviously, when you've reached a certain level in other racket sports, it's a much faster process. Yeah. It was more a case of it wasn't developing the skills and the touch because that was already there from playing tennis. It was understanding the tactics. You know, because in tennis, you hit such a heavy ball so often. It's so tempting when you play pickleball to just try and rip everything yeah so for me it was the tactical transition and you know learning to drop the ball and be patient and get into dink rallies before trying to speed up too soon and that kind of thing but i found for me the easiest consistent amount of pickleball that i would improve quickly so 
as I say, it's just that it's the ta- tactical side yeah. and understanding that more than anything. So you had a real head start. Talked about that last week, That about the head start you get from racket sports. And, you know, I think our, our tennis was beforehand was we tennis. That, that was all we had. <laughs> yeah. Do you think, do you think um, the UK can sustain the growth of pickleball like it has done in America? Obviously, we struggle here with weather and courts. So what would be the next step here for the UK to sort of try and catch up to the States? Well, I think one of the main reasons why it's been so popular over here, and a lot of people ask me that, obviously, with my experience in tennis, is that it it is so accessible. So, for example, where I live, our local park courts are about a three-minute drive from my house. used to be all tennis, and now we've got, when we moved here two years ago, there were eight pickleball courts. They've now doubled it to 16. And the way that pickleball works here is you just, you know, you can just grab your paddle, walk down to the court. You don't need a friend, don't need to have pre-organized anything. You could just drop in with a whole bunch yeah. of strangers. Incredible. Anytime throughout the day. Although, yeah, for, for, from here it tends to be from around 6.30 in the morning to mm, lunchtime right. and then back again about 5 p.m. onwards. So the middle of the day is quiet because it's obviously warmer in California. And that's why it's become so available and popular with people because they don't need to book in with a coach. They don't need to book a tennis court or mm. book into a group clinic. You can just turn up, even if you've never played before. And everybody's really supportive of of other players. So I think when, you know, if the UK can get to a point where even the outdoor clubs have maybe like one available pickleball court at all times, it's going to just make it more accessible for people. And do you think that they're going to be drawn? Do you think that indoor facilities is the way forward for the UK rather than the outdoor courts? Because obviously the weather's so bad here most of the year. We've just got one that's opened in Telford, has three courts. So do you think that maybe is the way forward for us rather than outdoor courts? I think so. I mean, obviously the colder parts of the US, pickleball has exploded as fast as, you know, places like Florida and California. That's interesting. But again, the real estate here landmass is obviously so much bigger so the, even the indoor facilities are much bigger and more accessible probably financially in the uk it's you know unless you can afford to join a david lloyd or a private club that has indoor courts for you know for the masses who aren't members of those clubs it's going to be harder to, mm. to access you know versus like here the whole of the u.s has kind of park court system like france does with tennis where you can just roll up and use the the local city courts for free yeah and I think, I mean, it's weather's always going to be a struggle in, in the UK. And I think it'll, it'll probably just mirror how tennis has been. You know, it's it's a summer sport. The hardcore players will play through the winter or they'll join an indoor club yeah. during the winter months. I think it will definitely have an impact. Its growth is probably not going to be quite as fast as here. I think for sure. The, the problem for us, like you say, with us only playing maybe once or twice a week, is we just want to get on there and play. So how... What's your ratio of sort of going out there and just drilling maybe for an hour or, you know, if you can play that many times, do you, do you tend to drill more than you play? I always say to people, like, if you can't afford to have lessons or what have you, just try and do like 50-50 split. So drill half the time and then play points half the time. I think people get overly keen to play points because it is so fun. That's the yeah. that's so enjoyable about pickleball is... You know, the points play, it's classifier points. It's a great social experience. So a lot of people don't like to drill. 
But the thing is, like, ultimately, if you went to play three hours of doubles with, you know, a drop-in or a group of friends, you're probably only going to hit as many balls as you would in an hour of drilling. So it's like drilling, you're going to improve faster. Yeah. You don't have to put in as many hours on the court because mm. you can hit, you know, say you're doing an hour of intensive drop practice, you're going to hit hundreds of drops versus in a match, you might only hit 20 or 30. So that progression is going to be much faster. But then on the flip side of that, some people drill too much, but then they don't have the match play experience. Yeah, You've got to be able to put skills into practice in the right tactical situation. And also under pressure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. What just before we move on to Top Spin Pro, what what's your paddle of choice, or or, or are you a paddle switcher like Robert? I played with the Halo before. I am oh, affiliated with. Uh, I play with their paddles, but this one for me is just right because. Um, have you tried you know, this? Oh yeah, I have got a look. Well, a great paddle. Yeah, it's a great paddle. I really like this. Yeah, that's the one I'm using at the moment. Yeah, it's pretty... um, so that one is. Um, go on. Sorry, go on. No, no, go on. You've gone. Say what you're going to say. Sorry. I was going to say that the Lux has kind of got the perfect amount of pop for drops and resets. And yeah. certainly out here where the weather is kind of warmer and the ball flies um, a little bit faster, it's it's good for that. Yeah, no, I'm really enjoying playing with it. I find my control game is really good with it. I'm not, I don't play a power game. So for me, it's perfect. So moving on to Top Spin Pro. So tell us how you got into that and how you ended up joining the company. Well, I've been working for them for about three years now. Great company. I actually, during that sabbatical I was talking about where we moved to Monterey for eight months, um, I was actually not doing any coaching so I was trying to heal that shoulder injury. And I was actually an affiliate for Topspin Pro and using them during my coaching previous to that. And the Topspin Pro actually emailed all of their database and said they were looking for someone to join the team who was, you know, a coach and also was interested in uh, writing articles and that kind of thing. So I thought, oh, well, this is perfect. You know, it was a remote job and they were only looking for around 15 hours a week. So it was part-time. So I knew if I went back to, or when I went back to LA and I was back coaching on court, I could fit it around that. So that's how I um, got kind of involved in Pro. And then since then, I'm actually, I'm working full-time for them now and you're creating all their content, video content, written content, and, some kind of coaching courses that we're going to be launching later this year and also help them with the product development, some new pickleball and tennis products that are coming out later this year as well. Okay, so it started as a tennis product. How did it, how was it even born? How did it come about? And then how did it develop into a pickleball product? And and also for our listeners that actually don't know what it is, we have mentioned it before. Can you Can you explain what it actually is? Yeah, for sure. So um, Philip Hoffmeyer, who's the owner or the developer of our company, he invented the Topspin Pro around 2015 and launched it then. And then it became available kind of for sale in 2017. So we've been selling the tennis version since then. Um, and he spotted as a tennis player, uh, struggle with biomechanical yeah. um, part of the swing, learning topspin. So basically every shot you hit in tennis, there's like two components to the swing. You've got the forward swing, which projects the ball into the court, and then you've got the spin components, so either top spin or slice. Right. Yeah, so basically, so every shot you hit in tennis or pickleball, is there's two components to the swing. So you've got the forward motion, which is where you, yeah, so you project the ball into the court, and then you've got either the upwards to apply top spin or the downwards to apply slice. So 
And Phil, who invented the Topspin Pro, realized that a lot of people struggle with the biomechanics of topspin, so moving their paddle or racket up the back of the ball. So what the Topspin Pro does is it isolates that motion. So the panels that up the back basically guide the paddle or the racket up the back of the ball to apply that spin and make roll okay. forwards. As I say, which is the motion that most people really struggle with. And it gives that kinesthetic feedback so people can actually feel what it what it's like to hit topspin and apply it to the ball. Are you seeing any of the pros using the Topspin Pro? Is it is it accessible for everybody to use? Is it just for more advanced players, would you say? No, it's designed really for complete beginners to probably mid-intermediate level. Because usually beyond yeah, usually beyond that level, people already have their spin. But it can still be used as, you know, a training device or just a practice device to get reps in beyond that level as well. Like a lot of more advanced players use it for work practice or just a generic hitting aid, but not specifically to learn topspin. So that's why the product's been so popular is people can continue to use it even once they've mastered the topspin as a generic practice device. Okay, because uh, and I know there's different ways you can. I've seen your videos where you've taken the top off as well. What's the difference? You know, so as you can see here, this oops, this top comes off. What's the difference with that? So basically, let me grab my top. Okay. Here. Can you see that? Yes. So, yeah, can you see my top swim pro? Yes. So, so basically, when you yeah, so when you strike the board, a paddle. So when you actually hit and you apply topspin, the ball hit goes forward. So okay. what you're looking to do as you strike the ball is make it travel all the way forwards, which replicates projecting that ball into the court. And so if you take the paddles off, I remove this top panel. You can actually practice a more forward swing. So if you want to say practice less of a topspin forehand or backhand or whatever it is and you want to practice hitting more over the top of the ball you can take the paddle off and then actually roll your paddle over the top so that kind of shot would be perhaps you know like a high forehand volley where you're trying to roll and hit down on the ball okay so that's where it's useful to kind of remove the panels and and practice in that way but if you're practicing your top spin and you're trying to get the actual mechanics it's best to leave the screens on okay i mean would you say I'm assuming that because of the development and the popularity of this, that topspin, would you consider that is probably one of the most important skills to learn? Yes, certainly. Um, I mean, you can see at pro level now that, especially as a lot more kind of tennis players and racquetball players and what have you are coming in and the sport's getting faster. What the topspin does is it allows you to hit that ball much faster and more aggressive because the ball drops sooner than if you hit flat or okay. slide. So, you know, you can end up dipping the ball short. You can hit wider angles. You can you can dink more aggressively. And, you know, you can certainly hit your heads or volleys with a lot of top spin and power and the ball is still going to go in. So that's why, you know, the pro games become so top spin pro. Right. Sorry, top, top spin pro, top spin <laughs> dependent. <laughs> And I think that's only going to increase. I think the pace is going to increase as as is the top spin. So can you give us any inside information on any products that are coming out for, from Top Spin Pro regarding pickleball? Yeah, we've got, uh, we're going to have some online academies going to be launching later this year. So there's going to be some kind of clinics or courses that you can do. 
We already have one tennis one, so we're going to be launching some more tennis ones and pickleball ones later this year. We've got, as I said, some new tennis and pickleball products that are coming out. I can't give you the specifics about it yet, but basically they're going to allow you to practice. We're going to cover all shots, so it's not just going to be, you know, top spin. You're going to be able to slice. You're going to be able to do high volleys, low volleys, heads. So we're basically looking to to help everybody with their all-round game. That's amazing. It's going to be exciting. I'm looking for anyone who is looking to purchase one of the top spin pros. How much would they be in the UK? And do you have any codes you could give out for our listeners? The, well, the price varies by region. In the UK, I think it's 149 pounds. I'll just have to double check that and think in dollars. Okay. <laughs> um, and we have like a 60 day return policy. So if you don't like the top spin pro or you feel it's not suiting how you want to practice you can return it and also there's a one-year warranty but we do generally if somebody has a defect with it have you even outside of the warranty we'll we'll help with that so customer service is the most important thing and that's i think that's partially why the topspin pro has been so popular okay okay that's that's great i mean we've been using it at our club and i would recommend any club get this the problem i have now is i'm top spinning every single shot so into the net into, yeah, well, some, yeah. Sometimes I get it over. How about you slice? Are you, are you doing slice? Well, it just pops them. Tend to do a sliced return. My backhand. I generate a lot of spin from that. And now, now no one's going to serve it to my backhand. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Intimidate them with that slice. Yeah, yeah. So I look forward to the uh, the new slice machine coming out. You're going to be in England again because we saw you at the Open. How did that go for you? Yeah, it's really enjoyable, you know, coming over in the UK. But in England, pickleball style is very different. It's very different playing inside. It's much faster. Right. So it was definitely a learning curve for me. I actually had to take all the lead tape that I normally have off my paddle, on my paddle, off. So it was hard for me to kind of control the balls. It's very different to playing outdoor tennis. Right. Ball. Like out here in California, the balls get soft because it's so warm, so they travel slowly. So it's more of a kind of control and game, and you get into those long exchanges, whereas That's interesting. You know, indoor pickleball is much faster. It's the same here. If you travel around the States, it's, it's different, so you've just got to get used to the different style. Yeah, but I'm planning on, fingers crossed, coming over either for the English Open or the Nationals again. Brilliant. I know a couple of our Topspin Pro team members were not playing pickleball, were totally inspired by coming to see the the English nationals. So they've actually started playing pickleball. So hopefully they'll sign up and play next year. Amazing. I'm actually planning on coming over probably at the end of February or March to shoot the videos for these online courses that we're doing. Thanks so much for getting up early. You can go back to bed now. Yeah, I'd love to do. That's all right. Yeah, thanks for coming on the show. We look forward to meeting up with you in the near future. And thanks uh, thanks again. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me on. It was great to chat with you guys. Well, that was amazing, wasn't it? And first of all, apologies to everybody if there was... A, we had a few connection issues, so... Well, she was uh, in California, so... Yeah, yeah. I don't think they've got the internet yet, have they? Well, you blame me for my internet. Well, it might be your internet. <laughs> your internet's terrible. But we've never had any issues before. So apologies. I hope you've uh, persevered with it, but you yeah. know, we're a few technical issues. It's actually um, really interesting yeah. to hear what she had to say about... Well, not only life in America, but what really stood out for me 
was the speed of the game she was saying. Yes, that was really interesting because we we we've been saying that the game's changing, it's getting faster and exactly. she's saying it's the ball, you know, because of the heat. It's a slower game over yeah. there which would suit me perfectly yeah. because I'd be in a dinky Yeah, grass, except so. you here. Yeah, I, I need to. I've got to do something. <laughs> it about breaks this. my heart every no. time I speak to someone over there, and they say yeah. they play five or six times a week. It breaks my heart. But interesting about the obviously when we went down to Telford on the courts, and we found it was really fast. Yes. Yeah. With the outside balls. Yeah. Yeah. So it is it's good to know she felt the same. Yeah. Yeah. And it's um, yeah. I'd like. Obviously, we're going to America in the summer, so it's going to be. Um, it is going to be, yeah. But after five minutes of that heat, you'll. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It won't just be the ball that's melting. No, it'll be me. Well, thanks for that. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, um, it was great. Obviously, we're going to get a code for you or some sort of discount. Yeah, so if you're interested for your club, I would recommend getting one of these. We've got one. Yeah. And uh, now I feel like I know how to use it better as well. Yeah. So but wait think... for us to get a code for you and we'll be able to get you some discount on yeah. it, won't we? Yeah. And we'll do some tutorials as we learn it as well. Yeah, that's a good idea, yeah. actually. We'll... So we'll show people how to use it. Yeah. So great. I mean, thanks for Zoe for coming on. Yeah. And thanks for listening. And, and we look we'll forward to the next one. Week. Yeah. Take care. Have a great week. Well, listeners, that wraps up another riveting episode of Everything But The Kitchen Dink. We hope you've enjoyed it. A massive thank you to our incredible community for tuning in. We couldn't be more grateful. Don't forget to show some love and rate and review us for those who want to connect. You can on Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram. Slide into our DMs with your burning questions, epic stories, or just to say hello. Until next time, this is Rob and Andy signing off for Everything But The Kitchen Dink. Happy dinking, everyone.